0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. <music> Samantha and I have just gotten back from a very long trip. So long that I've lost my voice
1: almost completely. Yes. Between the yelling at our conference to the screaming at the rides that you made me go on... <laughs> Which Don't were delightful.
0: pretend like I forced <laughs> you to do something you didn't want to do. I feel like a
1: couple of those rides were I was tricked into.
0: I, I would never do <laughs> such a thing. Yes, we were in Orlando for podcast movement. That spider tried to kill me. The spider? Yeah, I remember the uh, whatever
1: Harry Potter ride with...
0: Oh, the, the Forbidden the, Journey. Yeah, forbidden yeah journey. that spider, you didn't tell me about that. And I got to ride the new Harry Potter ride. Yes, you did. I did. She lived the glory. And it's partly through the support of Samantha, because you were the one that told me whatever is going to happen, you've got to ride yes. that ride. Look, after the mini discussions and the fact
1: that your face kind of fell when you thought you weren't going to be able to do it, and I'm like, no, it has to be done.
0: And it was done. And that's kind of what we're talking about today yes. is women supporting other women, which is something right. very important to both of us. Uh, because women are and have been frequently conditioned to compete with other women for jobs, for men, which is, yes, very heteronormative in this, um, for success. I have witnessed example after example of this. I have been a part of this. Um, a great example is uh, calling a woman a whore slut when she sleeps with a man, but not judging the man in the same way. But more and more women are calling it for what it is, Yes, right. and they're supporting other women. Right, and we're so excited, so we wanted to talk a little bit about the
1: positives mm-hmm. of women supporting women. Um, again, we, last week we went to Orlando yep. for our little conference. Yes. Not, it wasn't little, it was, it was huge. pretty big. We got a lot uh, of free t-shirts. I, I'm wearing we, one right now. You are. I've been wearing mine pretty happily, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. And one of the things that we got to do was be on a panel with our podcast from our fam, Mm-hmm. Podcast world yeah. is that what we would call it? I'm a, t- I do network. Networks. I want to call it something else. I'm going to make my own. My fam. This okay. is my podcast fam. Uh-huh. Um, Ethnically ambiguous. Anna and Shireen. And it was so fun to get to know these women that we kind of know from afar. Yeah. Because they're based out of LA and we're in Atlanta. And so being able to like sit and talk with them and to like actually bond has been phenomenal. And just the idea of hearing where they're coming from and how hard they've worked, in the same way with all of us, where we come from, it's really beautiful just to be able to get together mm-hmm. and to actually push each other and like support each other. And I'm, I think that it was important that we come back and have that as an actual discussion.
0: Yeah, because the panel we did um, was on something we talked about recently, podcaster imposter syndrome. And um, uh, most of the people who were there were women. Right. And it was early in the morning, so early. And uh, a, fu- a couple of our a couple of our coworkers <clears throat> showed up as well, right? But it was it was so nice to just have that crowd and see women supporting right. other women.
1: One of the people who showed up was Savers Lauren Vogelbaum, yes, and she was there with us one
0: hundred percent of the time to support us. She was, and she is not a morning person. She would not mind me telling you that she is not a morning person. Really? So it, it meant a lot she, to me. She was fantastic. mm Hmm. So what we're talking about is women supporting other women, and there is a lot of research into this. Studies have shown that women who support other women find more success when it comes to business and that women benefit more from collaboration as opposed to competition. Women with a squad or a close inner circle of female friends are more likely to get executive positions that pay more money. Data has not shown the same to be true for men, and it's looked into it. It just hasn't shown that same relationship Mm -hmm. or correlation. Having other women to turn to, for example, when it comes to negotiating contracts has been incredibly valuable for me.
1: Yeah, me too. Not only did I have valuable advice from other women, but my contract was handled by a badass woman who was a friend of mine who came to bat for me and really fought to make sure my contract was as fair as, as it could be. Mm-hmm. So it's fantastic.
0: Oh, absolutely. And for women, having this group of close friends is one way to combat the systems of bias that we face, whether it's through offering advice and mentorship, having each other's backs, or offering words of encouragement. Yeah,
1: I think it's another testament to not feeling alone yeah. and having a support group through it all. hmm
0: Past host Kristen and Caroline did an episode on the shine theory, which is in essence that women supporting other women shine. Mm-hmm. Um, women who don't support other women, who believe that women fundamentally can't get along and or there's only room for one at the top are frequently called queen bees. There are some mixed usages of that that phrase, but for, for our purposes here, um, studies have found that women prefer male bosses at large. When it comes to work situations specifically, since women are still underrepresented, there can sometimes be a sense that women have to compete for the, quote, one spot on the board or whatever it is. Some studies show that men generally are more biased against women in professional settings. But when it comes to a confident man and a confident woman, they have no preference. However, women never, repeat, never chose the confident woman versus the confident man. Boom, yeah, that's that shows something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not great. Uh, this also comes with the favoritism threat that women publicly helping other women will be seen as an act of favoritism or bias. Right, and then you know, while we call this favoritism and bias, we have the
1: boys' club, and that doesn't seem to be a negative idea. It's such a weird like connotation of being together and being right. a frat pulling each other up, but Mm -hmm. yet when women do it, it's favoritism or sexist. Not sexist. That's not the word. That's the other way. (laughs) It could be that way, actually. (sighs) But, you know, that it's not such a negative connotation.
0: Yeah. And research across 137 societies found that 91% of female competitive acts were targeted towards other women. And the, the history of women hating other women, of undercutting and undermining other women is a long one. Starting in Victorian times, while romantic relationships between women were celebrated, they were also viewed as short-lived and superficial appropriation for a, quote, real marriage with a man. From the 1868 book, The Friendships of Women, written by a male minister, Of course, I was often struck both by the small number of recorded examples of the sentiment among women and by the commonness of the expressed belief that strong natural obstacles make friendship a comparatively feeble and rare experience with them. Or 1893's Criminal Woman, the Prostitute, and the Normal Woman, also written by a man. Of course. Quote, due to women's latent antipathy for one another, trivial events give rise to fierce hatreds, and due to women's irascibility, these occasions lead quickly to insolence and assaults. Ooh. Women of high social station do the same thing, but their more refined forms of insult do not lead to law courts. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. At this time when women couldn't own property or much of anything really or they couldn't have jobs in most cases, competing for men that could provide was a matter of life and death or it could be. Sex workers were blamed for sullying the representation of other women and women in charge of those sex workers frequently cheated other women out of their wages. Researchers have put forth two main theories for why this rivalry exists. Uh, The first is evolutionary psychology a.k.a. we have to protect our wombs, so indirect aggression is the way to go. Or the feminist psychology theory, basically that it's internalized misogyny, uh, internalized male gaze, society teaching women their value and identity is wrapped up in their attractiveness to men, which in turn makes them compete against each other for men. I also read this huge, huge essay about the economics of sexuality, and it was too much. Future episode... But whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Uh, another part of this is self-competition. When you see a woman you think is prettier, smarter, and or better than you, you're really competing against yourself, but you're projecting it onto right. her. Other researchers highlight that two other things that differentiate female competition from male competition is that women with a higher status or higher attractiveness have less of an incentive to invest in other women and enforced social isolation on a new competitor. Uh, that's the second reason. Ignoring a new attractive co-worker at the office or something like that. Mm-hmm. And most of the studies around this competition between women does suggest that women frequently judge around looks. One study found that participants judged a woman in sexy attire much more harshly than a woman in a t-shirt and jeans, and they were the same woman, just the groups were split up. Mm-hmm. Um they, uh, they largely ignored the woman in the t shirt and jeans. So you can be ignored or harshly judged. <laughs> Great <laughs> no options, yeah. And also promiscuity, of course. Uh, we can't forget that. We're pretty harsh judges. Right, of that. course. Uh, and this got me wondering about things, terms we use in our language like catfight, uh, which is, according to Dictionary.com, an intense fight or argument, especially between two women. Mm. And this was first used in 1854, or similarly, if you look at catty, Dictionary.com defines that as uh, subtle hostility in an effort to hurt, annoy, or upset, particularly among women, and list bitchy as a synonym, which is also pretty, usually pretty directed towards women. Right. For what it's worth, which is probably very little, <laughs> um, most actual cat fights are between unneutered male cats. Which is right. Yes. Thank you. For supporting me, Samantha. I agree with you. <laughs> if you're curious why women seem to have this connection with cats, and you're, you're probably curious why the podcast is going in this way, but this is just how my mind works sometimes. <laughs> uh, in our language, like because there's cougars and crazy cat lady as well, there are a couple of things at play. And one is cats are perceived as being cunning, selfish, and the sounds they make less aggressive than dogs, which is the animal they are most usually compared to. On top of that, a paper out of Brown University by Jennifer Lopez Rodriguez looking into Spanish and English metaphors for animals as women came up with this bit in a section called Women as Pets. Within the animal world, pets enjoy a privileged position. In fact, pets are not conceived of as beast or burden, nor are they killed for their meat or skin. On the contrary, pets share the same roof as their owners, and their main function is to keep people company. This benevolent attitude towards pets find its way into the English language, for the very word pet is used as a term of endearment. So that's the cat aside for this episode. I like that. Thank
1: you for giving me that information. I know nothing about cats.
0: Okay, let's move on from cats. I uh, did want to mention, of course, not like other girls, right, uh, we we touch on that a lot. Um, are people who say, and I had a friend who used to say this, even though I was her friend, I don't make friends with other women. And she would usually specify it was because they were dramatic or they caused a lot of drama.
1: Right. I heard that too, or they were too jealous of me, or oh yeah, 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 yeah. or that the guys she gets along better with guys because you know she has same interests as guys.
0: No, oh, she's yeah, Not yeah. girly enough. Right, right, right. Yep, we we all probably have those those people in our lives. Right. And um, I think you could look at pretty much any magazine cover for an example of our society perpetuating this idea that women do compete, right. that, that we're all about cat fights. Like, I feel every time I'm checking out of the store these days, I see something about Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle right. fighting, or, you know, things like that. Of course, they can't like each other. How dare they? Yeah, it's impossible. <sighs> impossible. Well, we do have some examples of good relationships. Women supporting women, so it is actually possible. But first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. we're back thank you sponsor and yeah we did want to share some some examples some positive examples starting with actresses. Right. Um, one of the things that I love and I remember the story
1: with Jessica Chastain during the many many talks about wage gap in the celebrity slash actress and actor world and the differentiation um, she actually had a conversation with Octavia Spencer during one of the uh, Women Breaking Barriers panel in which they had a really frank discussion about the wage gap when it came to gender but Octavia had to kind of correct her there's a gender gap when it comes to wages but there's also the... Um, Race gap. So even though Jessica may get paid less, Octavia got paid even less than her. And so as a way of showing solidarity, Jessica helped negotiate for their next movie a new salary for both of them, which was five times more than the original uh, offer. Whoa. Right, And that's kind of like one of those moments of like, yes, finally, let's, let's have this moment of empowering each other by supporting each other for people who can't maybe can't advocate for themselves. So when we have this conversation with other white women advocating for co- women of color, that's fantastic. Or for uh, cis women to come out and advocate for those who are identifying as females are not as accepted. Like it's such a big and powerful way to do things. And I just love that story as we, yes, here's one issue, but here's a deeper issue. But yeah, just empowering each other and fighting for each other, which is awesome.
0: Yes. Uh, another great example was the U.S. female, the U.S. women gymnasts supporting each other during the Larry Nasser trial right. and just, you know, tweeting support or being there and pretty much saying, you know... I um if you win the gold I'm so happy for you right. like I, it was a it was really it was a sad thing but it was nice to see them supporting each other yeah coming together as a real team mm-hmm. and fighting this huge issue which is fantastic
1: mhm and then there's tennis. There's tennis. And, you know, I think I've spoken, I have, I've spoken about Serena Williams before mm-hmm. um, when she had that argument with the ref yeah. and then having to come back and apologize. But then the most recent match with her at the Cincinnati Masters where she had to retire because she got a back injury. Um, the scene after where Bianca and Jescu and she are talking is such a great, encouraging, supportive scene. Mm-hmm. And Bianca's sitting there talking with her and supporting her and just encouraging about Obviously, what do you say to Serena Williams? who is just a badass altogether, mm-hmm. but she comes in with like, "Hey, I'm so sorry this is happening, but thank you so much." You know, just the build up, even though they're competitors, of like just truly being sportsmanlike mm-hmm. and giving love to each other.
0: Another thing that I found that I really liked, and this is from someone who is generally a little wary of social media. Uh, it takes a lot for me to get on there. Right. Um, When Amna Salim tweeted about being at a bar and receiving unwanted attention from some dude, a woman she didn't know came up to her and pretended to be her friend to get the man to to clear out, and he did. And so many women responded to that tweet with similar stories of women supporting women.
1: I love it. Just over there being harassed on the streets and coming in and swooping in and
0: walking with them to
1: wherever next. I love those moments.
0: I do too. And then there's politics, Uh, like Supporting women running running for office, things like Emily's List.
1: Yeah, I'm maybe being too optimistic mm-hmm. at the beginning of this. However, having moments of watching Warren and Harris taking pictures with each other or standing up for each other, Gilly Brand splitting her tissue with Harris during a debate, like stuff like that, and then even the Vogue photo alone, mm-hmm. which has them all together in a room in such a strong manner and united, it makes me want to applaud. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then there was a conversation that happened in 2018 how it was really difficult for women to find their space in politics as they're trying to represent themselves because their voices seemingly are being drowned out. There are these different stories of how underwhelmed the female candidates were in getting support from their Democratic Party. Yeah. Um, and many of the running candidates had to create their own network of support through other women who were also campaigning, which is both disheartening mm-hmm. and encouraging. I mean, there's hope, and we have to keep pushing forward, but the fact that they had to create their own network to have some people backing them and and they were all like on different opposing seats and different levels and yet through the campaigns or through um, whatever they were trying to do, I think there was a panel which brought a lot of women together to talk about how they wanted to be, uh, how they wanted to run Mm -hmm. and they started like exchanging numbers and cards because they knew they needed each other and like they created lifelong friendships Mm -hmm. essentially by supporting each other in this moment where no one else kind of understood how to, right. that this difficult would be how difficult this would be, especially right now. Mm-hmm. And then the people who are to supposed to support them, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as sad as that is, women uplifting women, it makes a huge difference. We've seen it. We've seen some good changes.
0: Oh, absolutely. And going back to what you said about boys' clubs and some—we're at the end of the episode. We're going to get into this more, but some advice I've seen is creating these spaces for women to make those connections and to help support each other, even like in companies and universities all over. And right. it's women taking the initiative and saying, "We need this. Let's make it happen." Right, and we can help other women. Love that. Another example we love is of a nice Um, She escaped female genital mutilation and went on to save 15,000 girls in Kenya from the same procedure and helped change how it is viewed, even helping ban mentioning the procedure in Maasai oral tradition. On top of that, she was integral in creating a ceremony that celebrates the transition into womanhood um, with with singing and dancing and much more of a positive thing. Love it. And whatever you think about Taylor Swift uh, and whether or not uh, some of these things she's done are, like, legit or marketing, uh, she has made a show of supporting other women, at, well, first getting in fights with a lot of them, right. but then publicly uh, apologizing, like with Nicki Minaj or Katy Perry. Right. I gasped aloud when I was watching that music video and Katy Perry's show. <laughs> <laughs> Did she really? Yeah, she's, just, she's dressed oh, as I know. a hamburger. Oh, I know. And I was like, <gasps> there
1: what? She is. Well, you know, there was a lot, and I know you're not on on social media, but there was a lot of like hints between mm. them sending each other olive branch, and I think cookies were involved, which I would take cookies any day as an apology.
0: And then, you know, Adele, yes, like being so, uh, such a big fan of Beyonce. I
1: mean, how can you not be though? It's true, just respect,
0: respect, respect. Mm-hmm. But it is nice to see. Uh, and I like even in, in Taylor Swift's new song, she says something about like, uh, all you people on the internet comparing. Comparing all of us, we, we figured it out, and we all got crowns now. That's right. so Back up. Back up. You have a crown. You have a crown, too. You have a
1: crown. I wanted that crown from the party. No there was give it somebody to
0: me. at a party we were recently at just wearing a crown the entire and time, and we it. were jealous. I was. But he... He brought his own crown. To be fair, he rocked it really well. He did. So now but, we know, always have a crown on your person. Yes. In case. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. New new motto. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Me Too era brought a lot of support for women with that I believe her yeah. as a part of that as well for many of the women who still had to fight to be believed, but but watching all these different women. And even today I see it um, when, when different things are rising up and different issues or, or when different controversies have happened, I'm still using I believe her. And mm-hmm. I see that many women are the ones that's behind it. And it's a beautiful thing, even though sometimes it's said that it has to be birthed from such a nasty,
0: nasty ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, another example is volunteering as abortion escorts. And while I was researching this episode... I went down such a uh, girl-supporting girls rabbit hole, and it was so beautiful, and I teared up. love it. Um, Recently, we were at the airport, and a random woman came up and asked us if we were dancers or models because we were beautiful and had nice posture, and it was the best. It really was. It was me, you, and Lauren, Mm -hmm.
1: and having her come out of nowhere because at first I thought she was going to just ask us a random question. About, like, boarding or something. Right, and then she's like, are you all dancers? You have such good posture, and I was like, this is us getting ready to leave, but thank you so very much. I love it. And it was so nice because it was so unexpected anyway because I didn't look <laughs> like I was ready to dance. I like, I'm like ready to go to
0: sleep. Yeah, never, never underestimate the power of a genuine compliment that is not like looking to get something else out of it. Hey, and
1: that's the other thing. I think it's nice. If you see something that is nice, mm-hmm. eh, it's going to be awesome. I'm not going to say 100% of the time, but I know I've had many moments when someone complimented my hair, complimented my um, outfit mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's super, I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Of course, I always ended awkwardly because I'm an awkward person. Sure. But I genuinely remember it from then on. I'm like, oh,
0: that made me feel really nice. Yeah. And it's such a, a easy thing to do, easy mm-hmm. way to really brighten someone's yeah. day. And I,
1: actually, this week when we went to do the podcast, we did the panel and I came off and, and the, one of our listeners came up and said hello and, and, and was really encouraging. And I was like, that made me feel so good. Thank yeah. you.
0: Because it was our first <laughs> panel and... uh I think it went really well, but I was nervous at first. I was shaken. Oh, we all were, but you were just
1: noticeable because you had paper
0: in your I hand. I had the paper. <laughs> I, I was the nerd that came with the printed-out document.
1: Well, you were moderating, so you had to remember the questions. Right. The rest of us got off scot-easy just being like, we're just going to answer your question, blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that really meant a lot to have it someone did. come up afterwards. We do also see this in our media other than, like, magazine coverers. But, like, Mean Girls was one of the first things that came to mind uh, for me. Um, But then there's also kind of the more negative side things, like Real Housewives. Right.
1: I was just thinking about, like, the uh, traveling hood of sister or the something the so,
0: of chowing pants thank you yes.
1: I knew there was something to do with that uh-huh. but the fact that they're actually friends in real life yeah. I love that yeah. I mean like I've never seen this movie I to get the premise and I think it's beautiful mm-hmm. but I love that whole idea um and for all of its faults, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. that's one of the things I loved about it. And I wanted my core group of friends to live together for the rest of our lives and talk about our bad sex lives or good sex lives, hopefully. The Cosmo and hand. Yes, <laughs> yes. Any kind of alcohol, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then, yeah, you got the other one such as uh, Heathers. I want to throw it back to the old school days where they all were trying to kill each other. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen Heathers? No. It's a good 80s classic. Christian Slater, uh, Winona writer, Way Back When. Uh-huh. And there's this, uh huh. And it's this it's this clique of girls named Heather, okay. and then one girl, Veronica, I think is her. Mm-hmm. It's one on his character, and they're all very rich and very snobby people. And then they all end up like slowly trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But it turns out to be I won't throw the, I won't I won't ruin the plot for you because you should watch it. It's actually really fun.
0: They all try to kill each other, so there can only be one Heather. Well,
1: there's a queen bee.
0: As it is. There's the queen of it, and
1: so everybody's kind of like stacking to see who's the top. Okay. If I I remember. It's been a minute, but it's a good movie. Okay. By 80s standards. I need to put that as a preface because then you're like, oh, hell, there's a lot of really big problems in this movie. Mm -hmm. By 80s standards, it was really good. Okay. But you should watch it, and I I see a lot of people still dressing up as little
0: characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. When I was thinking about this episode, I was trying to think of examples in my life of this happening to me of of women being, like, cruel to me or or me being cruel to women. And I feel like, for me, people were meanest to me when I was in middle school and then early high school. And then in college, I was, I was, I don't think I was ever purposefully, I just had some, like, not like other girls, uh, and I would kind of make fun of women I saw right. competing for male attention in a way that wasn't very kind um, that was like my freshman year of college. But I got out of it pretty quickly because right. who had time for that?
1: And that's the thing that we're all taught this way of life of like judging other women. And, mm-hmm. and I did it. And I, sometimes I still have to check myself and be like, yeah. that, why are you thinking that this? this is unnecessary? You're not a right. judge or jury of any of these Let people live. But it's so hard sometimes when it's ingrained in you that you have to live by the standard. And the only way to compare and to see if you're living by that standard is to compare to the other people's mm-hmm. again, because it's your own projection of what you should be. And right. it's so absurd, and it's very absolutely the patriarch to, like, taking us down, telling us we're trying to all fight for second place because we're never going to be number one. That's right. the white man.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Right? And so we're all trying to get the second spot. Mm-hmm. So it's just, seemingly it's such an ugly, ugly idea, but it's really hard to get past it. But progress is to be able to check yourself. Yeah. That
0: is ugly. Yeah, and that that's that's some really good advice Mm -hmm. to kind of, okay, why am I thinking this? What's really going on? And we have even more advice for you. But first, we have one last quick break for Word from our sponsor. (laughs) And we're back. Thank you, Sponsor. There is a lot of write-up, write-ups, there are a lot of write-ups, excuse me, out there about uh, women and how to support other women, especially in professional settings. Right. So if you, if this is something that's been on your mind or that you would like to work on, the internet is there for you. So many things. But we do have some that we want to include. One is make making connections with other women a priority. And this is something that I have started doing, especially if I see like a, a woman in a in a conference setting or something right. like, oh, this woman is doing badass stuff. Right, there aren't too many other women in here. I'm going to go talk to her. Right,
1: I, I got to finally meet the ladies of um, stuff you missed in history class, yes. Tracy and Holly, and they've become my favorite people. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're, great. <laughs> they're fantastic. They're hilarious, and they're just genuinely kind people. And mm-hmm. it's rare to meet those kinds of people. So, yeah, you got to keep your eye out and be like, I know you're going to be a valuable asset, and I want to be a part of your life
0: yeah, and part of making things a priority, and this was a huge lesson for me, is making time for it right. and following up on it because it's easy to get somebody's business card and then just move on. but if you if you really want to follow up with somebody, then do that, right. Then do that. Be a mentor or a sponsor for other women. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a mentor in college, and it was so, so, so rewarding. Right. It really, really was. So I, I recommend that. And being available for anybody who is new in your office or your profession, whatever it might be, and, like, say, hey, if you ever want to sit down with some coffee and talk about things, I'm right. available. Technically, you're probably my mentor because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Would you like to sit down with coffee and think about things? Yes. Okay. I- Well, I know you, so I'll allow this. (laughs) But perhaps in most professional settings, start with coffee. Oh, okay. Um, Recommend other women for jobs and amplify the voices of other women. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Search out women you admire. Consume things created by women. Buy things made by women. Yeah, we were recently at Dames and Dregs. Yes. And there was an artist alley that was all women. Right. And my friend bought a ton of stuff. <laughs> she bought a lot of art. Yeah, and that's one of the things I liked about that festival is
1: bringing out as many different women in different professions. We had different uh, female DJs, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Yeah. We had uh, those who identified as women doing performances, which mm-hmm. was even more wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of the breweries had their female employees mm-hmm. create their own beers to to highlight their brewery as well as their skills. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fantastic to have something that you can actually just support women. Um, and support their craft
0: mm-hmm. um, Then there's also being a role model for girls and women. And some examples I saw of this was particularly in the business sense, sit in front of sit in front at meetings, speak up, encourage other women to speak up, remind people where an idea came from. And this was Samantha's idea. yeah it was. yeah, that's a big
1: one. Awesome organizations that foster mentorship for women and girls and those who identify as such. And just a few of those would be Girl School, She Should Run, Girls Who Are Camp, Smart Girls, and also to add the Trevor Project, Listen, and Trans Women of Color Collective. I think it's better
0: just to get bigger, bigger lists yeah. and just to throw out and, and get highlight mm-hmm. some
1: of those good things that's going on. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and kind of going off of that, celebrating and highlighting the successes and accomplishments of other women. Women frequently don't get the credit they deserve, and if they voice that, uh, they think they might be accused of bragging. They probably actually will be accused of bragging, right. and there's, there's science behind that. That's just not just me saying that. Right. Um, and I feel like I'm bragging all the time when I talk about stuff I've done, and there's even a quote in a newspaper somewhere of me saying how uncomfortable I was doing the interview because I felt like I was bragging. Really? <laughs> yes. So it's pretty pervasive. So having someone kind of do it for you or help you celebrate or uh, recognize those successes is great. If you find yourself labeling a woman as shrill, bossy, bitchy, again, check yourself, ask why, find a specific example of them doing that if there is one, and ask yourself if you would feel the same way if it was a man that had done it. Right. Science shows that women not supporting other women can lead to negative health outcomes and absenteeism at work. So this is a pretty big deal. In the words of Madeline Albright, there is a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. Yeah, and, and after reading so many articles about women who don't like women, mm-hmm. which is
1: what we were talking about earlier. Or why women compete with women, it's pretty clear the level of self hatred mm-hmm. there is of for these types of women. It seems like it's almost like it's brainwashing for women. The game is competing again, like for second p- place behind men. Right. So it's not that we'll ever so it's kind of like, oh, don't even try to compete with men. Right. We just gotta compete with women and mm-hmm. that's the only
0: way we can get ahead, which is an absurd
1: idea. That was from way back when
0: Yeah, and a lot of articles I read Um, and I know this is going to be controversial, uh, bought up Hillary Clinton and how when she was first lady, her approval rating was so high. And then when she tried Mm. running for president, so low. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And things like that. And I have had female friends tell me that they dread working with female bosses because they've had terrible experiences with female bosses who treated women awfully. Right. So that that makes my heart hurt. We should be helping each other. Right. But I think it's just the same, like, I've had really bad male
1: bosses. Mm -hmm. That's the sad part is that level of women, they still are in that mind of, I got here because of I won out over this other woman. Right. And this is not always always the case, but I think that's the old school idea, and it's still pretty prevalent, unfortunately. Right. Which has to be completely diminished.
0: Yeah, and I... I've also, when I first got this job, I was the only woman in the department. And there was a weird sense of like pride about that. Like, oh yeah, I'm the only one. And now I'm older and wiser, and I'm so happy that other women have joined the department. (laughs) But there is also kind of that thing of feeling like you're, quote, special. Right. Um, So, and I also just want to say here I am very, very, very competitive. Uh, This isn't against, like, competition at all, but it's for, like, healthy competition and also collaboration and lifting up people where they deserve to
1: be lifted up. And competition is not wrong. No. And, again, the healthy competition, as we talked about being sportsmanlike, is very, very important. Mm -hmm. It's this detriment of, like, all or nothing type of mentality of I've got to be this completely and I must destroy in order. And I don't think that's everyone. No. No, I oh, absolutely don't. Um, but I think that's the idea that whether it's the patriarch saying you should be that way, mm-hmm. or whether it's women being taught this is the only way, mm-hmm. you know that is that's a dangerous part. But yeah, there is good competition, and okay. that's okay. We have plenty of competition when it comes to feminist podcasts. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Ah, yes. And uh, we do have some some oh, other yeah. podcasts to shout out. So yeah, while we're here. Um,
1: with that, we want to shout out to the different people and podcasts we adore because I think it's important to acknowledge others that have been here with us or others who are continuing on good things and just being able to share, hopefully with the listeners of some other types of um, women out there. Other mm-hmm. types of some other women out there doing their thing. Again, ethnically ambiguous, which is fantastic. Our own Anna Shireen. She they do some amazing shows and have some really great guests. Cast, which Annie, you are a guest host on that, mm-hmm. talking about Marvel, right? The Avengers. The yeah. Avengers. See, I knew this. I didn't, I listen to you. Yeah. Um, and of course, Saver. Oh, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. you know. Saver. Um, Unladylike, which is the former host, Caroline and Kristen. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our old host, Emily, who is with Bossed Up now. Mm-hmm. And then Bridget, yes. wonderful Bridget, who's working with Afropunk. And she has some huge projects. I follow her on the Twitters. Yeah. She got some big stuff coming in. Love it. Um, unpopular with our mm. own ease, yes. female first ease. Stuff You Missed in History Class, which I talked about. Mm-hmm. Tracy and Holly, who are amazing. That's What She Said is another podcast we listen to. As well as I want to give a shout out. Um, when we released our podcaster imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. Women in the Podcasting World, Gender Gap, mm-hmm. um, we had Why Blank Matters podcast, shout out to us, like, hey, we're here, so we want to acknowledge you. Hi, guys. for thanks, thanks for
0: liking us. Yes. Or at least commenting on our stuff. <laughs> Hopefully that translates to a like. <laughs> um, but there are so many women doing amazing stuff out there, and uh, I can say for from my own experience, now, not always, but now... I am very, very fortunate, lucky to have a wonderful group of supportive women in my life, and i it's so, so valuable.
1: It is. And, and I'm, I've talked about how old I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Right now I feel really old as I'm struggling. <laughs> on mic. But, you know, as I'm approaching the 40s, it's coming, y'all. It's coming. I'm not going to tell you how soon. It's been amazing to look back at how I've collected amazing women in my life who've supported me, Mm -hmm. even getting here and having a voice or even going through the social work world to be able to acknowledge some of these ugliness and try to push forward with some of the goodness. I'm not one of those people who've ever been in relationships. That's never been a thing that I've been in. I probably have a total of three relationships, and they didn't last very long. Mm -hmm. So I'm very independent. But being independent meant I've always had a family, and I chose to have a family, and it it did. A lot of it was mainly just strong females that I needed to not only push me in a way that challenged me, but also stop me. Mm-hmm. when it was obvious that I was going overboard. you know, And it's really nice to have that kind of balance, that kind of trust. And it's my family. You know, I don't know if you've seen the episodes, if you've seen the show Pose. And it's the FX Pose. Mm-hmm. And it's a fantastic series with um, transgender women in the 80s, mm-hmm. women of color, and how they create their own family after being ostracized. Um, from the community and how beautiful these women are they come together and just are uh, but that's what we do we create family from these from these levels and I think that's what we've done what I've done with these amazing group of girls like I do have my family but these these women that I have in my life they're my true family the ones that I know will come get me come sit with me come hug me <laughs> right and it's a beautiful thing and it's so important like I can't emphasize how important it is to have people who understand you mm-hmm. in a different manner. Mm-hmm. And I think for women, as well as people who are identifying as women, having
0: that female voice is fantastic. Absolutely. And I know a lot of listeners have written in and expressed that they don't have that and they really want that. And um, it's that's hard. right? And just know that it's taken us time Again, to find that. Forties. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hitting forties, y'all. Yeah. So I, I know it's really difficult, um, and it it can feel like it's never going to get any better, but just keep trying. Um, and there are certainly things that you learn about yourself, too, as you get older, that maybe you had a friend at one time, and then it became a toxic friendship as you right. got older. There, Things like that happen. Um, but... I really hope that you all find this that that we're talking about and that you have examples of women supporting other women and that you can go and do that thing. And if you have, we would love to hear them from you. Yes. You can email us at Steph Media Mom stuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Andrew Howard. Andrew. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.